Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, Woman Crush Wednesday. News from the Nest. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. Ravens back at practice today, preparing for the Steelers as four-point favorites. Ravens 3-1, 2-0 on the road. Both wins in the division, trying to make it three straight. Here to talk about that and more on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Shaking it up, sports weeknights here on the fan. He's obviously our Orioles and Ravens reporter as well, Cordell Woodland. Cordell, what's up? What's going on, guys? A little of this, a little of that. Let's do a little two-pronged question here at running back. Looks like Keaton Mitchell is going to be activated today because his time on the IR is up. Is he called up to be ready to rock and roll? And what does this mean? His return for Justice Hill. We know Dobbins out for the year, but Justice Hill, three carries, dealing with a turf toe. What does all of this running back maneuvering mean here on October the 4th? Yeah, I think they need as much flexibility as they could possibly get at that position. And Keaton Mitchell does give them uh, a speed element that they don't currently have outside of Justice Hill. I I thought looked looked pretty good on Sunday, all things considered. I know he didn't get a lot of usage, but in his limited amount of touches, I thought he looked good out there. And I I, I think with Mitchell, look, they've got to make a decision here soon with Melvin Gordon. Um, Are they going to sign him to the active roster or uh, because I, I believe they only can elevate him one more time. Um, so if they do, are they going to sign him to the practice squad or are you going to just uh, allow him to go on waivers? What are their options there? Um, but Keaton Mitchell gives them more flexibility to kind of have another way to go if they do decide to move on from Melvin Gordon. Cordell talking, you know, talk about Mitchell. I mean, we were at practice every day and, and there was a difference between him and everybody else, even Hill, you know, Mitchell was that much faster. I think they need it in the offense. I mean, look at what Hill did for them last week. And don't forget about the 55 yard screen pass that got called back too. So right. he, he made some big plays for them because Gordon, if, if Hill would have been healthy, you know, the Gordon run down the sidelines, he'd have been walking into the end zone. And then on the uh, out and up play, I think Hill would have been farther down the field too. So I he think they missed that speed element big time, Cordell. Yeah, I definitely, without question, they, they need that speed factor. I mean, outside of Lamar, they, they don't really have anybody else that, that scares you speed-wise that's on the field for them right now. Um so, yeah, I definitely agree. Keaton Mitchell gives them that other avenue. And, yeah, if he can 
get to being that third down guy. Maybe he could be one of those guys that really takes some of those check down passes mm-hmm. that Lamar has actually been trying to hit so far this year. Maybe he can do more with those opportunities. But with, with we know what Gus gives you. I think that they're looking for somebody to kind of be the lightning to Gus's thunder right now. And Justice, um, I like Justice. I like what he gives them. But, you know, it seems like he's not fully healthy right now. Um, and even when he is, it just seems like they're always looking to, for something else, even when Justice is out there. And I, like I said, I, I've always felt like he, he should get more opportunities because he is pretty efficient with his usage. But Keaton Mitchell will definitely give them an element that they don't have right now. Cordell, what's your gut tell you about uh, who who may be in addition this week? You know, who's going to be healthy this week that we hadn't seen? Anybody? Well, you you hope uh, Ronnie will be able to be out there. He practiced last week, right. uh, and we know as the week you know as we got to Friday, he wasn't out there. So it it, it at least tells you he's close. Um, we'll see if Beckham gets back out there to practice. I mean, I I would imagine that when he can, he will. Um, they initially, you know, not necessarily the Ravens, but the reports out there were that this wasn't going to be something serious. So. All right, you you hope Beckham can at least get back on the practice field this week, and that'll maybe give them some hope for Sunday. Uh, Marcus Williams, who practiced all week last week and even got upgraded to a full participant in Mm -hmm. practice, I mean, obviously he he got scratched for this past week, but you'd have to imagine he would be in play to return this week. So that'll, you know, I think they at least get two back with Ronnie and Marcus. Um, and that's a staple that's your left tackle that you're getting back, which completes your offensive line, especially now with Morgan Moses out. They need Ronnie out there uh, right now for sure. And then if Marcus Williams can return, Geno's been playing really well for them. Mm-hmm. But Marcus Williams's return will allow them to go back to some of that big nickel that they were running uh, early in the season. Hey, Cordell, I think Bateman – OBJ, I think they'll want to be back. I mean, just listen to this against the Steelers. Uh, first game, Ayuk, 8 for 129 and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper, 7 for 90. Devontae Adams, 13 for 172, two touchdowns. Nico Collins, 7 for 168 and two touchdowns. So receivers have had big games yeah. against Pittsburgh. Yeah, they have. Um, and I, I would imagine that they both want to get back on the field. I mean, Bateman especially, um, I, I just talking to Bateman even before the injury and everything, he just felt like he was getting to the point to where he was going to start to break out. Um, so I, it was definitely unfortunate to see him go down with the hamstring, but hopefully he's able to get back out there. But, hey, if neither of them are out there, then that may sound like a big day for Zay possibly yeah. then, hopefully, you know, if Zay can uh, make some plays down the field because he has yet to really have his breakout game. He's he's definitely shown signs of uh, of getting close to that, but he hasn't had it just yet. So maybe this could be the week uh, for him, especially if Bateman or Beckham aren't able to get out there. Hey, Cordell, if Ronnie's back, he's at left tackle. Who are you playing at right tackle, McCary or Falele? Ooh, I I do like Falele. I, I I do like Falele. I like what he gives them, but I don't know how much I trust him to line up against T.J. Watt, Watt this yeah. week because uh, that's the side that Watt is primarily on. And I mean, it's not that I feel overly great about Makari lined up with him either. 
Um, but I, I just trust Makari to be able to move his feet a little more. I think he's a little more agile, uh, while Falele is a brick wall. Um, but TJ is just such a he has such a great combination of speed and power. Um, I, I think he could over he, he could overwhelm Falele. And if it happens that way early, then you get to the points where Lamar's got happy feet. I, I would just try to buy yourself as much time as possible. I think both of those guys are going to need help over there. I mean, TJ Watts, one of the best defensive players in the league. So it's no shame in saying that. Um, but I just think Makari is a guy that they trust a little more in those types of situations. Cordell Woodland joining us, video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. Cordell, talking to Ravens news from the Nest style. I don't know what your philosophy, Cordell, is on trap games. And if you'd like to share it, that'd be great. And to that point, is this possibly one for the Ravens coming up as four-point favorites against Pittsburgh? Still undetermined on who their quarterback's going to be right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think trap games are real. Um, you can make the argument that that Colts one was a trap yeah, game. Yeah, buddy. No doubt. Know, right, right, right at home. So I, I definitely think uh, that trap games are real. I, I, I don't necessarily believe in trap games within the division, though. I mean, you're going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they may not have Kenny Pickett out there. Yeah, that defense may not be playing to the level that they thought they would this year. But it's still Pittsburgh. It's still probably uh, the biggest rivalry in the division right now between those two teams. It's still going to be a hostile environment. You still got Mike Tomlin over there coaching. So I think that they're going to have their antennas up uh, for this one. I, I mean, it's a lot of reasons to go out there with your guard down, but I don't, I think after what happened against that Colts game uh, in that Colts game, I, I think that they're kind of all systems go right now, especially going into Pittsburgh and also understanding that you're going to London next week. So, you know, the road trip continues. They, they, this is a game that they got to have, got to take advantage of the division while it's down. Cordell, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. Thanks, Cordell. Thanks, guys. You got it, Cordell Wool and everybody. When we come back, we'll count some money by or sell. Midweek money at that. Tony Penty, OriolesHangout.com. Talk about the minor league year that was for the Birds. Great success. Tons of prospects. And get his predictions for the Orioles against either Texas or the Tampa Bay Rays. Vinny's film breakdown of the Cleveland Cleveland win, Ravens defense. How's that sound? 28-3, Ravens hauled them to three. That means the Ravens were really good defensively, I guess. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 The Fan. Hey, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Tons going on in the world of sports locally and nationally. We'll get to that in due time. But right now, let's count that midweek money buy or sell. All right, Bob. The Dow's up 102. The S&P's up 23. The NASDAQ is up 127. DraftKings up 59 cents. Under Armour's up 3 cents. Well, let's start by going back to Monday Night Football here. Geno Smith leading the Seahawks to a win over the Giants, but he did get a little banged up in the process. One play in particular took place in the second quarter. Geno being chased out of bounds, tackled out of bounds by Isaiah Simmons, and it was a bit of an ugly tackle, an awkward tackle. Kind of grabbed him by the shoulder pad while also rolling up the back of the quarterback's ankles. Well, Gino, he wasn't too pleased. He popped right back up, but immediately started barking at the Giants' defense. Afterwards, called the play by Simmons a dirty one. Vinny, are you buying or selling uh, Gino's take here? It was a dirty tackle. Well, they the competition committee looked at it this past offseason, and they didn't change it. So right now, it is a legal tackle. But, you know, maybe if somebody gets hurt, that's when, especially if a big-name quarterback gets hurt, that's when things change. Go over to baseball here. The Mariners failed to follow up their breakout season from last year with another trip to the playoffs this year. And for Cal Raleigh, one of their players over there, those losses down the stretch, they didn't sit well with him at all. He spoke his mind over this past weekend once they were eliminated. Not about the performance of he and his teammates, but more about management. The quote here saying, we've got to commit to winning. We have to commit to going and getting those players you see other teams going out and getting. We have to do that to keep up. Uh, buy or sell, Bob. Raleigh's criticism is fair here. I'm going to soft buy it. They gave Julio Rodriguez a big contract extension, right? They signed Robbie Ray as a big-ticket free agent last year. He got hurt, so they didn't have him at their disposal. I, I think that might be a somewhat unwarranted criticism. But when you're frustrated, you're sitting outside looking in after making the playoffs, I can understand his angst to some level, but not totally buying it. Go back to the NFL here. The Falcons been one of the more hot and cold teams so far this season. Looked pretty good in weeks one and two, but then awful in weeks three and four, especially on offense. 
Despite their struggles moving the ball, Arthur Smith says they won't be making a change at quarterback, at least for now. But unlike most teams with quarterback trouble, Atlanta actually in a position to compete. They're in a weaker division. They are 2-2, two and two, as I said. It's not the end of the world here, but Vinny Byersell, a switch to Taylor Heineke, who is the backup there, could be the spark they need. I'll buy it because they've they've got weapons, you know, offensively to throw the ball to, and Ritter just is not getting the job done right now. So you know, I'd have no problem switching to Heineke, and Heineke's won some games in the past. Kyle Pitts is like a non-factor yeah. there in right? London. Tell me yeah. about. It. Oh, you got him on your fantasy yeah, team. They got they got big, big beautiful mistake. receivers that. You know, they look pretty, but they don't get the yeah. ball. Would Al-, Al McGuire say they look good in the airport getting off the plane? Yeah. Well, how about Ronald Acuna Jr.? A historic season for him on the Bates Pass. Uh, 73 stolen bags. And with the playoffs now here, you wonder what kind of game-changing speed that he has, how big of an impact that will have on the Braves. Most stolen bases in one playoff series, none other than Ricky Henderson. He had eight in the 1989 ALCS. Besides him, only three other players have reached seven stolen bases in one playoff series. Lou Brock, Ron Gant, Willow, or uh, uh, Will, I think I got that name wrong, but uh, Willie Wilson, I think it was. Willie Wilson. Auto corrected the Willow, but yeah. it's Willie, Willie Wilson. Wilson. Kansas City Royals committed to play football at the University of Maryland until his son is a Major League Baseball player. Learn something new every day here on Vinny and Haney. Next. Anyway. Elite company, that is, stealing that many bases in one playoff series. But buy or sell, Bob Acuna will join that elite club. At least seven stolen bags in a series. Ah, I'm going to sell it. But I will say this. He's going to have a monster postseason. When they won the World Series two years ago, he was hurt. He didn't even play. And you don't think he's going to be fired up to get that ring? Because I guess, and Vinny, you've talked about it, when players get hurt in the NFL. All right, your team wins, but you're over there kind of, hey, you're a spectator. Right. He was a spectator two years ago. He's going to be a very prominent part. He might not get eight steals, Nolan, but he's going to have a monster postseason. Well, I can't believe I almost forgot that we have a giveaway today. It is Wise Wednesday oh, here on Vinny. Oh, yeah. Very so, wise of you. Absolutely. I was reminded by the commercial in the last break, if people uh-huh. were listening. But a $25 Wise Markets gift card, we've got one for you, courtesy of Wise. And if you are caller, we'll say lucky number 7, 410-583-1057. Caller number 7, you'll win that $25 Wise Markets gift card. When we come back, Tony Pantee, OriolesHangout.com, talk about the minor league season that was, the prospects, which are plentiful, get his prediction for the playoffs, Orioles waiting for Texas or Tampa. That game coming up later on this afternoon as the Rangers look to close out the race. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens' win defensively over Cleveland. NFL lunch at 1 o'clock. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. And we'll look at today's busy MLB playoff slate, giving you lineups as we get them. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here on The Fan. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Oh, boy. Let's see. Got playoffs going on in baseball. Got Steelers, Ravens, Maryland, Ohio State. Played share earlier. Now we got the Carpenters. Not exactly John Facenda bringing us in here, but it is what it is. Woman Crush Wednesday. Songs chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear, favorite female artist or band, send the request to the plot support text line at 410-583-1057. Joining us now. Put a bow in the minor league season that was for the Orioles, and it was a great one, especially in Norfolk, and the prospects are plentiful. And to preview the playoffs with him from OriolesHangout.com, joining us on the WGK Law guest hotline, Tony Petty. Tony, what is up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going all right. Tony, you followed this uh, Oriole, well, the Orioles and the minor leagues for many, many, many years at Orioles Hangout and beyond. We know this thing is loaded with prospects. How far above in your years of covering the Orioles is this prospect list and this accomplishment list above the second best that you've covered in all of these years? Yeah, that's that's a tough one to really quantify, but I would I definitely would say this is clearly the best one. You know, I mean, when you look at the organization as a whole, uh, from the major league team down all the way into the minor leagues, uh, this the strongest the system has ever been uh, since I've been covering them, and probably as as, as strong as it's ever been since the early '70s. I mean, even when you look at the late '70s and and early '80s Orioles, you know the farm systems really weren't that super strong. Most of those players were already up uh, that were going to be contributing, or they were bringing out the role players to help those teams do well. Um, so, you know, you really look at it now and you look in the nineties when they were, well, that was all a team that was bought. And then even in 2014, yeah, there were some homegrown guys in there during that kind of run during the Dan Duquette area in the early, early parts, but still the, the system itself wasn't that super strong. You would go down and you're like, yeah, there's a couple of guys, but once I got out of the top 10, I was kind of stretching it, you know, now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm writing up legitimate guys who can be legitimate, uh, you know, first line starters at the major league level, and they're still in the, you know, they're out at at 16, 17, 18, close to 20, on the organization. And when you get to the high end, I mean, when you're looking at guys like Basayo, and you're looking at guys like Mayo, who aren't number one prospects because of Holiday, those are guys that 
clearly would have been one number one prospect so enlists in the past. So it's a really deep system. It's a really fun time, obviously, to be an Oriole fan. A holiday number one prospect, Baseball America, throughout the minors, and we've talked about Basayo many times. Aside from those two, as talented as the farm system is, who had the biggest jump from being, okay, let's keep an eye on this guy, to this is a legitimate prospect right now? Yeah, and I guess it depends on where where you were looking. You know, I mean, from us, you know, obviously Basayo, I think, is definitely that guy that makes that big jump uh, because when we had him out, you know, we knew the talent was there. But, you know, the K rate was up a little bit down in the FCL after he made the jump over, although obviously he was very young for that league. But this year, I mean, there's nobody made a jump as, as, as far as he did. But I think the other guy you have to start thinking about is, on, um, is probably on uh, the, the, the pitching side. We look at um, what – uh, McDermott has done and, and the fact that he has really legitimately made himself a starting pitching candidate. I mean, when I was a little bit worried about the command, I thought he was kind of a reliever kind of guy. But when you look at what, the, when you start watching him in, in AAA this year, I tell you, he really did a, a pretty good job of bringing it around. Uh, he's command, you know, at, I wouldn't say he's commanding, but he's throwing four pitches for strikes at times. Um, and the stuff really plays up, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to end up in the top ten. When you know, last year I was more thinking he was probably a back end of the bullpen kind of guy because of the quality of stuff. But I just didn't think the command would hold. So I think he made a good jump. Now, in regards to prospects who are highly regarded, and there's tons of them within our system, the Orioles. Who's the guy, or maybe a couple of players are like, you're going to be good. You're going to be a quality major leaguer. It just isn't going to be in Baltimore because there's no room at the end at your position. Well, I think the first guy that jumps out is going to be Connor Norby. I mean, when you look at Norby, I mean, the bat is ready to play at the major league level. Uh, they started converting him out to left field. I think that's probably a better fit for him. Um, now, does he have a does he have a place here in Baltimore? I don't know. It really obviously depends on things like, you know, whether they move Hayes, uh, whether they decide that, you know, uh, you know, they want to do some type of platoon out there, perhaps with with Kowser. There's a lot of different things that could make him an option. But where he's not going to play is going to be second base at the at the major league level for the Orioles. I mean, when you look at, there's way too many guys that are ahead of him. Uh, obviously, you already have Westberg here. You know, Holiday, if he's not going to be over shortstop, is going to be a, you know depending upon where they want to do with him once he makes the major leagues. And that's all, of course, of course, going to be dependent upon where do you do with Gunnar Henderson. Um, and then that, that kind of has some thoughts about what ha- what do you do with Kobe Mayo? Is he going to be a third baseman or do you have to move him over to first base? And if you do that, what do you do with Mountcastle? <laughs> you know, but these are great problems to have when you have this much depth and you're sitting there looking at these prospects that are coming up and ready to go. You know, you, you, it, it's a great problem for the Orioles to have right now. So I think Norby comes to the top of that list. I think Cal Stowers is another guy that's at the top of that list. Of, he's gonna, I still think he's going to be a quality major league outfielder for someone. Do I think it's in Baltimore? I don't know. Um, I, I think they're still they, – the Orioles value defense very much, and, and Stowers is, is probably slightly below average in right field, although he does have a very good arm. Um, but, you know, he, he's not the fastest guy and, and may not be a great fit. He's certainly not going to fit out in left field in the Canyon Yards as big as that is. So um, I think those two guys are the first guys that jump out at me. Tony Petty, OriolesHangout.com, joining us here at Video 8105.7 The Fan. The draft class of 23, your early impressions of that was what? You know, it, they didn't do a whole ton, a lot, you know, because they just, you know, they gave them their little taste, a couple of the pitchers they had up. High didn't pitch, so we didn't get a chance to see them. 
Um, you know, obviously you have, um, and I just forgot his name. Who Horvath. Was round pick. Horvath. That was the guy. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, he definitely is the guy that stood out when it came to what he was putting up statistically. He went up to Aberdeen, made his way all the way up to Aberdeen, hit in his little, his little uh, part there. So you know, obviously he's a nice look at stick. And then you know, of course, the first rounder. You know, he's he he did well down in Delmarva, and then uh, he started struggling a little bit when he got to Aberdeen. But I. It's hard to ever take too much out of that first little blast. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see guys uh, do extremely terrible. I will say if a guy's put up awful, awful numbers immediately, they very rarely ever recover. Uh, I've always said, well, don't take too much out of it, but they do awful. That usually is a big sign, and, and but we didn't see any of that. I think you saw guys that were that were battling, and, and I think we're going to see them uh, you know, have a good offseason, get in the Orioles program. Uh, they'll get a whole full season out there working what they want to work on, and I think we always get a better idea of who they are that next that next full season in the system. Hey, Tone, what the the guys from Norfolk and Bowie season's over now? What what do they do now between now and uh, spring training? Yeah, they're just they're probably going to take a little bit of time off and, and break. You know, it's been a long season, or let the body recoup when it comes down through October. Uh, and into November, and then they start to start ramping, ramping themselves up in December a little bit. But usually they're going to get a program from the system, from the Orioles, and they're going to tell them some of the things that they need to work on. And nowadays a lot of these guys go to their local areas where, where they have these – uh, the systems are set up for them to 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 look at all the different factors, whether they're pitching, uh, the spin rates of the of their of their pitches, and how to improve things. So, I think a lot of these guys are investing in themselves in the off season to try to improve. So you get these guys to show up, and just like you had when John Means did a number of years ago, where he went off in an off season and and really learned that change up and and changed his entire trajectory. Uh, his whole career, you know, he was a, he was a foray kind of guy who thought maybe he's a swing starter at best. And now, you know, you can see what he did by learning a new pitch. So I think a lot of those guys invest themselves. Now there's a lot of technology out there and it's all over the place. It's not like you only have to go to one or two places nowadays. Every state has them. So, um, you know, I think those are what those guys normally do. And then once they get into January, they really start ramping themselves up to be ready for, uh, you know, that mid February, early March report dates. Hey, Tone, what's the best matchup for the O's? Is it Tampa or is it Texas? You know, obviously, I mean, they, they, they played well against both. Um, I, 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 I guess I just look at it as Texas just because that bullpen's not very good. You, know, you always worry about Tampa getting on a roll. Um, obviously the Orioles played them very tough this year. You know, they, they, they you know, it was pretty, a lot of close games, um, you know, but yeah, I know personally, I think personally, I'd rather see the Rangers, um, but you know, Hey, either, either team, I think the Orioles got a great chance this year. Orioles twins, ALCS book it, Tony Penty Orioles, hang out that cop. What's happening on the website. Well, we're just talking about everything that's leading us up into this playoff. Uh, we'll be getting into all of our minor league updates, our scouting reports on the top uh, 40 or so prospects, and uh, just come over there, especially the message board, and, and join in on the fun. Tony, appreciate it. Appreciate your time throughout the season. Enjoy your time off, and we'll catch up with you soon enough, I'm sure. 
Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me you for the year. It. And uh, Joe O's. You got that, right. Tom, thanks, Tony man. Penty. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7. The fan will come back. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens defense. 28-3 win over the Cleveland Browns this past Sunday. NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Talk week 5 NFL with him, which starts tomorrow night. And then the MLB playoff schedule. Got the Rangers-Rays lineup. Got Minnesota's lineup as they're looking to close out the Blue Jays. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Later this afternoon. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 1057 The Fan. All right, earlier in the show, Vinny at Haiti 1057 The Fan, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. We broke down the Ravens' film offensively as they put 28 up. On the Cleveland Browns, for instance, Lamar quarterback rating 142 and a half. He threw for two, ran for two. Uh, Mark Andrews had a big day. So they did some good things offensively. Defensively, only gave up three points. So I'm guessing that was super terrific, too. Film study. Bob, they, they gave up in the second half. They gave up more on that last drive, you know, when they took the starters out. Cleveland got 53 yards when, when Strong had the 40-yard run and then uh, Hamilton got the pick. They had 33 yards. If you take away those two plays, they had 33 yards in the second half and 130 yards, or 70 yards in the first half. So, I mean, defense was dominant, and it helped, you know, having a young quarterback. I mean, they were he was just staring down his receivers, so they picked that up quickly. And they were making him, you know, stare down receivers, bat balls away, you know, get interceptions and force him to run and do all those things. But defensively, I thought the defensive line up front against the run fundamentally were outstanding. Did a great job getting off blocks, finding the football, keeping their shoulders square. They got beat one time, you know, when uh, uh, Moon got hooked. Um, But other than that, they did a better job at that. I thought Van Noy came in and did a real nice job rushing the passer. And Clowney just continues to shine every week, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback. He just got a finish now. And he made a real nice play on play away, uh, ran down the running back. I think the biggest difference in that game was uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I mean, they were Roquan, was, he was everywhere, and he, he set the tempo. You know, I mean, Tomlin talked about their guys not being physical and all that. That was uh, Roquan. He set the tempo for that game. He was physical. He was tearing people's helmets off. He was hitting a quarterback in the chest. He was everywhere. And when he arrived, he arrived in a bad mood. So, I mean, he he played an awesome game. And Queen, they played fast. They played real good in the pass coverage. I thought Kyle Hamilton had another excellent game. He had a pick. And um, he's got such great instincts. And, And he's so good read and react. That he, you know, especially with a quarterback that's a young quarterback like that, and he can go read. And I thought overall they did a pretty good job tackling, although Kyle missed two tackles, you know, throughout the day. 
Uh, Stone Stone had, had a nice interception, played well. Stevens, he got a nice pick. You know, and their receivers really didn't do much because the ball wasn't really on target that much. So, I mean, overall, I thought the defense was physical. They were fast. They were aggressive. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. Now, Bob, when you say, okay, you're going to play a rookie quarterback, that's how you treat a rookie quarterback, and that's what they did. They treated him like uh, a rookie quarterback that uh, was a fifth-round draft pick. They, Cleveland, four for 16, third-down conversions, 0 for 2 in the red zone as the Ravens made like uh, miserable for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, forced the turnovers as well. As we move forward here against Pittsburgh, and we'll do film study of the Steelers tomorrow, question is, what Steeler quarterback are we going to be concentrating on? I mean, we can look at them defensively where they do not rate very high statistically, no. but I'm guessing, and we talked about it yesterday, I'm guessing Trubisky healthy gives them a better chance than Pickett hurt. Uh, but t- then again, who t- knows? Yeah, I, uh, Bob, I'm 100% with you, you know, on that one. And then, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin was saying today, Najee Harris ran really good. He ran hard. He needs to run the ball more, you know. So I think they're going to come out, Bob, and try to run the football a lot. And that's going to play, I think, right into the Ravens' hands. Because Trubisky, Bob, he played, what, eight games, seven games last year? He threw five picks and four touchdowns. So, I mean, he he's a turnover waiting to happen, too. And if they don't get turnovers from opposing teams, they wouldn't have a win. That's the biggest thing with them. And like you said, Bob, I mean, statistically, they're, I mean, offense are 29th, defense are 30th. So, I mean, when have you ever heard that about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, offensively, yeah, I can understand that. But defensively, no. And they're only getting 78 yards a game rushing the football. Makes sense. What happens is they get down, and then you just got to throw it all the time, and they can't hold up with their offensive line. Keaton Mitchell, we talked about this earlier with Cordell Woodland, and we brought it up an hour or so ago. He's going to be activated today from the IR, dealt with a shoulder issue, 21-day practice window to decide whether to put him on the 53 or just put him on season-long IR. I don't think that's a possibility. He might be up as soon as Sunday. I think that if, if Hill's not playing, Bob, if Hill's having trouble with his turf toe, they don't have anybody else that has any speed. And he can get the corner. And he can really get the corner. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but he can really go. And I would anticipate if Hill is down, I anticipate him being up because they need, with, with the way they want to spread people out and do all that, they need that speed. John Harbaugh said earlier this week, Monday to be exact, that Hill was more or less on a pitch count. They wanted to uh, manage him the best they could, I guess. But the turf toe is certainly something to keep in mind. I think he he had to have irritated, I would think, Bob. I mean, because, all right, if you're a coach, Bob, and and he had just, in the first half, he had three carries for 33 yards. He had a 55-yard screen pass call back, you know, and then the the game is over because he's seven – Seven pitches or he's done after seven pitches and you're not going to use him in the second half. Uh, that just didn't make a lot of sense to me. So I, I would think that he irritated his turf toe. Uh, Ravens did make a couple of moves with the roster yesterday. Dante Demas Jr., former turf, way from the practice squad. 
Eric Tomlinson, tight end, back. He was with the team two years ago. Trey Swilling, cornerback. And DeAndre Houston Carson, who was with the Ravens in training camp this year. They were all signed to the practice squad as the Ravens are dealing with a ton of injuries, especially in the defensive backfield. Well, Worley, Worley got hurt and Armour Davis. Yep. So they brought in two more practice squad guys. And I think the tight end thing, Bob, is about, you know, because it's not a tight end that can run and go. They don't need that. They need a tight end that can block because they don't have one. You know, other than Ricard. So I think that's what they're looking for. And if he shows, if Tomlinson shows that he can do it, I don't think, uh, then I think Charlie Kohler's spot is up for grabs. And when the Ravens do get back on the practice field today, we're going to be looking to see if Marlon Humphrey is there. And and Pepe Williams due to come off the IR too. Speaking of banged up DBs, also defensively, where's Tyus Bowser? Yeah. And then the wide receivers, Bateman with the hamstring, and then Beckham with the ankle. Yeah. And then Ronnie, you know, hopefully Ronnie's practicing full. So, yeah, I mean, Bob, this is a big week. And if they can get those guys back, um, that would be that would be big. You know, going into the stretch that they have coming up, I think it'd be big to get their guys back healthy, especially, you know, at the left tackle spot. And Marcus Williams, remember, practiced fully last week, did not play against the Browns. Unless there's a setback, I would assume he'll be ready to go against Pittsburgh then Sunday coming up there. I would totally agree with that. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, NFL lunch. Going to hear from Mike Tomlin, Steelers coach, talking about his team and the matchup this Sunday against the Ravens. Ravens favored in this ballgame. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. We'll talk about the NFL through four weeks. Look ahead to week five and the updated MLB playoff schedule. Four games yesterday. We'll give you the results if you missed them. And we'll get your lineups for today's games as we have them. And then it's a trip through the funhouse again with Nolan McGraw. Inside access takes over at 2 o'clock. And we have playoff baseball coming up later. It's Arizona and Milwaukee, correct? Here on 105.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.